Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, Sunday, the 21st of January. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money, and hey, congrats, Hefty, that's a pretty nice lineup there. Um, not quite a takedown, but right up there at the top, yeah. I love, love to see um, people succeeding, and yeah, it wasn't me. Uh, it wasn't me yesterday. You guys saw CJ Stroud could not throw a pass to the guys who I was betting on him throwing passes to. And as a result, my money gone. But that's why you play with money like that. That's why you late swap, <laughs> you know. So, okay, today we've got a little bit of a, a uh, weather situation in Kansas City and Buffalo. But again, meh. Uh, manageable. What is like Buffalo in the wild? Yeah, it's the same place as last week. That's fair. So I've got a couple of notes about the slate. And they're ones that are, I think, kind of important. And all snap count. I only do one thing. So, okay, let me turn up the volume just to make sure. Okay. All right. So, um, we've got a couple of situations here. First of all, we have two offenses where only the wide receiver one is getting any projection. So, Detroit and Kansas City are both offenses where I think there's significant opportunity for the wide receiver two and three. So if we go over to, I think I still have uh, somewhere, maybe not. I should, uh, it's not Baltimore. I'm looking for Detroit snap counts. Detroit snap counts. Riveting, uh, riveting right off the bat. But my, my general point here is, that the wide receiver two and three are just not getting the appropriate projection for how long, how much they are on the the court. That's what I want to say. So bad field. That's the word. Uh, yeah. So Josh Reynolds, 86% snaps, the same almost. He he missed four snaps compared to ASB. And then Jamison Williams, 70% of snaps. They are not rotating these receivers, guys. They're not rotating these receivers. You can go more heavy on that take if you want to, right? Like, Given that they're playing almost the same number of snaps, I'm pricing in a 33% discount for Josh Reynolds and ASB. So if you wanted to, you could go more aggressive there, right? But I'm not going to. However, I think Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams are two of the best values on the slate. There's just no two ways about it. They're in an aggressive passing uh, offense and are being just ridiculously undervalued. Now, not by the field. I see 40% of you getting there on the two-gamer, but by Saber Sim. So be careful in your Saber Sim right now. Like these guys, I don't know what they're doing. Are they matching? They must be matching it to props again. Well, the props are wrong. You need to match it to like who's going to get actual work in the game. Now, granted, I probably should go take some props on overs on these wide receivers, two and threes. However, if you've been following my props, you know that hasn't exactly been hitting. Nonetheless, same thing happens for Kansas City. So Kansas City, all right, without looking, who do you think is the wide receiver one and two? Well, the one, Rashi Rice, we all agree. Now, number two is currently being priced, projection-wise, by Sabersim as Nicole Hardman Jr. And also by ownership. However, by guy who was out there, it's Justin Watson. And even MVS. MVS saw more snaps last week than Nicole Hardman. So, I don't understand it. I don't understand why MVS is 1% owned and Nicole Hardman is 22% owned. Is MVS... $1,000 more? No, they're the same price. They have to have, I mean, they have to have the same projection slash. If you're going to give one of them a higher projection, it should be MVS. MVS is out there more. So regardless, you can hear this is one of the stands of the slate for me. I don't, I think I haven't 
it just will not give me any MVS. That's fine. I guess he's still, yeah, even with relatively few points, you're not expecting to get much there. What I am expecting to do is probably max out my Justin Watson because he's out there kind of a lot. And he's still priced like 3300 Absurd. Absurd. Absolutely. I mean, is that is that why it is? Is Mecole Hardeman priced? No, I, I don't understand Justin Watson's pricing today. Um, and so now that I've seen that, geez, turning up the crank. That's that's absurd. 3300 for the wide receiver two for Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes offense. Get out of town. OK, so that's going to be across all slates. I'll talk about a few things today. I'm going to talk about the two gamer. I'm going to talk about the Kansas City Buffalo uh, showdown. And I'm going to briefly remind you because I have it up right here to do late swap if you have a, any sort of optimizer you even SaberSim did okay this time so you need to late swap because whatever happened yesterday happened and you have to recognize it happened plus maybe you have some like you just heard me i got like five or six things that i felt like i needed to code in here so now i'm getting to a ton more josh reynolds than i used to be well wait no i'm getting to the exact same amount oh I've already committed this, so it's going to show me the exact numbers as my entry exposure, but I've already done my late swap. So it'll be no surprise to you that I've late swapped onto a tremendous amount of Justin Watson based on all of this yammering. Um, I also am pretty heavy on David Montgomery today. I'll tell you why that is. That is because of the game script. So I think that when Detroit gets ahead all year long, no, number one, let me dig into the rules. I've had people request this. Generally speaking, obviously, this is important. Today, I only have one rule for the uh, two-gamer, and that is maximum one Detroit running back. That is because Jamir Gibbs and David Montgomery do not smash in the same circumstance. They could both smash, but generally, they are eating each other's upside. Jamir Gibbs is eating in, uh, going to, to smash in a case where we're doing a lot of Two-minute drill. We're doing a lot of like uh, passing out of the backfield. David Montgomery is going to smash if we pass it to the wide receivers and then it's running within inside the 20 time because I they have pretty consistently been using him all year long down by the goal line to score touchdowns. So if it's the kind of game where they're just running it down your throats, more David Montgomery, they'll mix him in. I'm not, I'm not under any, uh, yeah, I'm not pretending they won't. 4,200 people in the pool. Okay, that's almost enough. My range is currently 48,000 to 49.6. So I don't want to be duped infinity times. So I'm leaving out the top $400. And I don't want to leave too much on the table because I think we have some pretty solidly efficient pricing with a couple of question marks with Justin Watson, et cetera. Yeah, and actually those question marks, if you wanted to, you can delve down into the 47s today. It's totally fine because I mean... Yeah, the, the prices on these guys are just absurd. Jameson Williams at 36, Justin Watson at 33. Even Josh Reynolds, 37. We've got a bunch of wide receiver twos priced like their wide receiver threes today. So price is no object on the two gamer even. And uh, yeah, um, let's see. What do I have to say for... So who on the two gamer would I say is core? Uh, I would say, oh, not just wide receivers, of course, but all people. ASB, Jamison Williams, Josh Reynolds, is that all three wide receivers for Detroit? Feels a little bit dicey, but I guess that's that's where I've... Uh, that's I should potentially build a rule. Uh, when, whenever you see something like that, you got to think, do I really think all three of these guys will pop off every time? Probably not. I, I think um, maybe more likely that two out of three of them would pop. So this is how you would build a rule um, and maybe why you would build a rule. So let me build in my max two... 
of three Detroit wide receivers and uh, uh, tight ends. Because I just feel like only two of them. Uh, tight ends kind of like he's just out there regardless. I, I don't think he's really eating into the other guys. Well, but there are, it's all about like who catches the touchdown, really. So you can build in the tight end if you want. I just don't think he's really running the same kind of routes. No more than, no offense to uh, that decent tight end. No more than two of ASB, Jamison Williams, and Josh Reynolds. Because I don't think they could all three smash at once. So then you have to rerun it. Obviously, the rule doesn't apply to the existing set of lineups. You have to rebuild the lineups. But nonetheless... Obviously, a couple of those guys are going to still be core. We'll come back to it in a little bit to figure out exactly who it is. The highest value on the slate, I can tell you that. Josh Reynolds, Justin Watson, and Baker Mayfield. So that's kind of a wild situation. What? Are they, how did they price Baker Mayfield? That This is, wow, he's pretty cheap. Yeah, and he's going to be passing the whole game. Totally get that. I'm going to probably wind up with a fair amount of Baker Mayfield today. Unfortunately for me, as a guy who only partially believes in Baker Mayfield. All right, let's go over to the showdown since I've changed some things and have to look at the two-gamer um, again in a second once it's finished running. So for this, you're going to see, I don't think I'm probably going to be 45% Justin Watson captain, but if the field's 30.37, I will be 35%. I am 100x the field on Justin Watson today. And when he scores a touchdown, you need to know who is winning the money. It's me. So the two guys that I'm betting on that other people are not betting on at captain today, you probably shouldn't bet on these guys, and you definitely shouldn't run a near full salary lineup if you do. So let me look at the settings for showdown. 46 to 49.5. I did populate 5,000 lineups. That's why the range is so big. I think optimal is probably a little higher than 46,000. But nonetheless, why not? I want to fill out the range. And plus, when I have these really cheap captain options with Justin Watson and MVS, well, Justin Watson's not that cheap. But you want to make sure you're allowing to leave money on the table, even with a cheap captain, because otherwise it's going to be jamming in the exact same lineup as everybody else. And I'm also doing sheets as rule. It's an aggregator rule, which means my ownership, geometric mean of the ownership, no more than 19. So and that is a shout out to sheets and true DFS. Those guys doing great stuff over there in a good teaching environment as well um, and teaching the right things. So congratulations. Um not to us again. I had a tough one yesterday for the, uh, what was it? The um, UFC slate. Yeah. Oh, zero for six. Hate when a spike day goes like that. You get no money out of it. I'm just like, come on, man. I was trying to trying to have some money. Okay. But my main captains today are uh, Justin Watson and MVS. I just think that there's the, the field's not, this is absurd. It's absurd that they'd be 0.2% and 0.4% at, at uh captain today. So I mean, they're not necessarily the best value of the slate. You could play some. I do have also have a Mikol Hardeman lineup, but he's kind of like 2%. You know, like that's 10x the ownership of these other guys who I think are out there more. Like, I mean, like they could they could feasibly, without even really, you know, me having to make a case for it, outscore this guy. So nonetheless, uh, what, do I have anything else? Oh, that's like, why is this only Kansas City guys? I, I assume there is... Also, some James Cook captain. Yep. James Cook at 10% strikes me as very low for his actual you know, likelihood to be the, the number one captain. Now, granted, they, they could pull out some weird stuff. I know they've got, they're just always hiring new running backs and working them in and stuff. But 
Yep. A lot of Josh Allen, a lot of Rashi Rice, a lot of Patrick Mahomes, but you don't need me to tell you to play those guys because they're probably going to catch the ball. Travis Kelsey, again, matching the field. We're not like a, we're not going wild for traffic. Yeah. This isn't the Travis Kelsey show. I, I don't think he should have been an all-star or whatever he got voted. That was terrible. Okay, let's go back to the two-gamer for a second now that we've said uh, the crazy stuff about the regular gamer. Yeah, ASB Josh Reynolds will be the core along with, looks like, Rashi Rice. Yeah, that's fine. And your your main leverage, obviously, is Justin Watson um, playing a weird defense. Looks like a fair amount of Laporta. I'm fine with that. I, I imagine, yeah, you're winding up with Laporta because you're winding up with the stacking situation. So this is where my rule kind of put me in a, in a very specific part of phase space that I got, I got to consider like, cause now obviously there's going to be a lot of three stacks where the third one is the tight end. And yeah, that's kind of how golf works. So I think I'm okay with that with a lot of Laporta check downs in between the ASB and Reynolds bombs. But yeah, I think the, I think positionally you're not going to see a max two out of four with, the wide receivers and tight ends on this team. I think it really is the tight end plays kind of a completely separate position from the wide receivers. So yeah, sound off in the chat or whatever, if you have a different point of view, but I, uh, yeah. And you can see I'm not, I'm not fading chalk today. I'm eating chalk. The chalk is chalk for a reason today. There's like limited numbers of good plays. You play a smattering of the BS plays to get different. Again, on every slate, I have this rule, uh, max one Detroit running back. And part of that, is changing the running back's projection to be at the median for they smash game script. So the median for, I think, Jamir Gibbs is just naturally set closer to his smash game script because he smashes a lot. And, but David Montgomery, people are underrating the David Montgomery smash game script. I think you got to look. There's like a, he doesn't play and a he does play part of it. And if you bias the distributions, so it's mostly capturing that he smashes, um, then you can get a more accurate representation of how David Montgomery will do today. And I think it's good. You can see I have David Montgomery or Jamir Gibbs in 90% of lineups today. Yep. I think you should too. I think both of those guys are being underrated because 100% of people are splitting the baby today because they have a projection like this. They have an optimizer and they're fine. They know that the baby has two humps, but they love that. They are fine with the two humped baby. They're fine. You have your hump. I have my hump. We'll split the baby right in half. You cannot split the baby. There's only one touchdown. The touchdown goes to one guy. So, okay, this is my my firm belief that you cannot split the baby and that projection systems, I assume yours in addition to mine, are splitting the baby with Jamir Gibbs and David Montgomery, which means that if you had naturally looked at them, you would not play either of them, right? Because you would have Pacheco, you would have Rashad uh, White, and I think you even have... James Cook coming in above them. So you'd have three guys all projecting better than them. Not appropriate. Not appropriate. One of them should project better than James Cook. Probably, I mean, I should probably lower these other guys. Pacheco, Rashad White. Do I really think they're like a smidgen better? Not really. I think the median on all these guys should be the exact same, really. But I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand on that particular business because of how Pacheco and White are indeed um bell cow backs for their teams so i'm fine with riding with them to the extent your game script allows that's what saber sim's great for correlation checking and game scripts right i mean like they're actually simulating the things it can't happen if it doesn't happen so that's my uh my takes for today guys i think i've said generally all the things again 
Let me say one more time. If you're playing the four gamer, you need to late swap. Don't forget to late swap. It's like the money hall problem, right? So late swap is, a, is an almost perfect version of that where, so the money hall problem is you pick a door and then the, the host shows you, there's three doors. You pick a door, the host shows you, and the setup is there's like a car behind one door and a bunch of goats behind the other doors. So you either win a car or you don't, and you're not supposed to like the goats. It's not like it's good for, you know, goats are good, but they not in that way. So they show you a goat after you've chosen a door. And the question is, should you change your choice to the remaining door or stick with your original choice? And when it's just two doors or three doors, it doesn't, um, it's not clear, right? Like, it's like, okay, whatever, maybe you should change or, and it's a little counterintuitive. But if you imagine there's a thousand doors, like, or however many guys are playing in these games, like, let's say there's uh whatever, 36 guys, right? I mean, I, probably 50 to a hundred guys who are viable today. And yesterday we found out three of them were optimal. Should you change your lineups with the knowledge of the three guys that are optimal? Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Like anytime you learn information, you should change your lineups to reflect the information. There is no time you learn information if you have the ability to late swap that you should not late swap. And then confirm with yourself that you like the resulting you know, exposures and stuff. So when I late swap, let me show you my settings. I do as many swaps as I can. I was running 41 lineups for main, so I can only do 120 swaps. I allow a slightly larger salary range than I normally would, maybe 500 bucks just to make sure I populate as many lineups as I can because I don't. I mean, you barely ever populate the full 5,000 lineups. So you make sure the rules are the same as they are uh, when you initially set it up. If you want to, you can download and upload the projections. So you go back to your main slate build, download those projections, and then upload them again. Uh, you make sure the ownership is set to the flagship. It should be the live ownership. Um, I'm just going to assume that they, they don't do that the same way with basketball for some reason. In basketball, double-checking you're on the right ownership is part of it. <coughs> okay. But anyway, let me end it, end it there by saying, what, if you find out where the, where the car is, uh, or you're, we are in a bit of a Monty Hall problem here with the two-day two slate. And it's like um, you need to make sure that you are aware of the doors that are open. If you are not, you're going to be beaten by the rest of us who are aware which doors are open and, um, and who are aware that we're about to get 9% Justin Watson. Wow, that's I think that's great, great value there. Jameson Williams, I had to pivot off in a lot of lineups that are not doing well. He is still a good play. It's just we got to pivot off good good uh, good chalk at this point. We are down somewhat bad due to all the Xavier Hutchinson and uh, John Mechie that we played yesterday. Yes, I am playing the plays that I say to play, guys. It's not like you are losing and I am not losing. I am also losing when I tell you stuff and it's wrong. So that's a great way to say, uh, remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Yeah, might as well, could theoretically be 